0: Welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odiyebuchi O'Connell. The topic of this week's lesson is the cost of rest. The key text is from Psalms 51 verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Please pray with me. Eternal Father, we thank you for granting us this privilege to study your word again. As we go through the pages of your word, Lord, please impress your truth upon our hearts and cause us to respond in obedience. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. In recent years, centers created across the world to encourage people to enjoy peaceful rest have recorded increase in patronage. Many people are desperate to find rest and peace, no matter the cost. Medical and psychological experts make us believe that rest is a choice and that we can determine how we respond to situations and circumstances that tamper with our rest. But in today's lesson, we shall study that rest has a cost and that unless our life is anchored on God, we will never find true rest. In the 4th century, Augustine of Hippo wrote in his famous Confessions, Book 1, You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until we can find rest in you. This week, we will look briefly into the life of David to find out how he discovered the true cost of God's rest. worn and weary. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass, after the year was spared... At that time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah but David tarried at Jerusalem. At a time when King David was to be with his army leading them to defeat the Ammonites and to bring peace to his kingdom the king was rather at home pacing the roof of his palace. Not being at the right place opened doors to temptations. David saw the nakedness of Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, as she was taking her part. He was moved by his sinful impulse to commit adultery with her. The king got Besheba pregnant. Next, David began to scheme to get Uriah to return from battle and to sleep with his wife. This plot failed. The king's desperation then led him to commit murder. This sad story reveals that no one is above God's law. Even David as king was not exempted. God's law is there to safeguard and to protect our society, our relationship, and our lives. Whenever we step outside of God's defined boundaries, the consequences can be terrible. The effects of David's misconducts was soon felt all over him. Had David been at the right place, this failure would have been averted. The lesson to learn from this episode is that being in wrong places always produces sad results. Also, that David, whom God had given so much, could step this low, should teach us not to trust in our own strength, but to be cautious in our daily dealings with God and others. Wake up call. In the midst of David's sins and cover up, God, who knew all that had transpired, sent Prophet Nathan to the king. The king was familiar with Nathan. It was Nathan who cancelled David on his plan to build a temple in 2 Samuel 7. Now the prophet comes with a different agenda. Notice how prophet Nathan, instead of shaming and naming David, chooses to allow the king to pronounce judgment on himself. He tells David a story that a former shepherd could relate with. 2 Samuel 12 verses 1 to 14. The prophet lists his words with grace. When the king finally pronounced his own judgment, Nathan just echoed, you are the man. The king's heart was torn with pain. Ellen White, describing the feeling of David in Petrus and Prophets, page 722, wrote, The prophet's rebuke touched the heart of David. His conscience was aroused. His guilt appeared in all its enormity; His soul was bowed in penitence before God. With trembling leaves, he said, I have sinned against the Lord. David was right. Although he sinned against Uriah and Besheba. He knew that all sins committed against others, against institutions, against systems, and against society are sins committed against God. forgiven and forgotten, 2 Samuel 12 verse 5, And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man that had done this shall surely die. Almost immediately as Nathan confronted David with the weight of his sin and David confessed that he had sinned against God, Nathan assured him that the Lord had put away his sin. 2 Samuel 12 verse 13. There's usually no waiting time for God's forgiveness. In the second stanza of our hymn, To God Be the Glory, Fanny Crosby captures the idea this way. The vilest offender who truly believes That moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. But God's forgiveness never erases the consequences of our actions. In David's case, the child that would be born from this sinful action would not live. Second, David's world gradually began to crumble from the moment of that sinful action. His family was in disarray and his future became uncertain. David's sin affected even innocent people. In the midst of this disarray, David opened his heart, cried for mercy and compassion, and he yearned for renewal of hearts, Psalms 51. He found rest only in God's grace. We are all sinners in need of help outside of ourselves. That help can only come from God. When we recognize our sins and cry out for help, he alone Can help us. He alone can wash us from our guilt and sins. Like David, we can courageously come to God for help and for pardon. How can you learn and be consoled from whatever burden of sin you are bearing, seeing that God forgave even David? Something new. Psalm fifty-one, verse seven: "Purge me with hyssop, and I will be clean." "'Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow.'" When David said, "'Torch me with his soap, he was referring to the old sanctuary cleansing system described by Moses in Leviticus 14, verse 4. He went into the future and saw how the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus, would take away the sins of the world. But David did not only ask for cleansing, he also asked for joy and gladness. For someone whose sin had just been exposed it would appear as though David was asking for too much. But David was referring to the joy and gladness that followed those who worship God in his sanctuary. David knew that his sins had made a separation between him and God. He knew that he had been cut off from God. The king knew that his future, his throne and his future victories were all hanging on a balance. So he was asking for something new. He was asking for God to reinstate him having been forgiven. A victorious Christian life is a life that has Christ in it. Once we are cast out of his presence, then we are doomed to failure and to destruction. Reflectors of God's light. Memories of failure can be painful. This is why we sometimes ask and try to forget our ugly past. Every time God forgives our brokenness and our ugly past, his love glues those broken parts together. Then whatever part that still continues to reveal our past brokenness will now reflect his grace. When he forgives us, then we become reflectors of his grace and light. John writes in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is an assurance for those living with a contrite and broken heart like David. Our experience of being forgiven attracts others who are seeking forgiveness. How can you apply the promise of 1 John 1 verse 9 to your life right now? In summary, living outside God's defined boundaries comes with debilitating consequences. God invites us into his forgiving arms, no matter what our past has been. Let us pray. Thank you, our Heavenly Father, ever loving, ever forgiving. Thank you for always tolerating our weaknesses and for loving us with our reserves. Help us, Lord, to reciprocate your love daily. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp plus through 234 Nine zero three seven eight nine one six eight zero, or you can send an email to Sabbath School Lessons Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.